Welcome back, everybody. Primal FX Radio. We are uh, re-engaging. It's been a while. been probably a year since yeah. we put out an episode. So coming back with kind of a fresh spin on things, a lot of new topics to dig into. Um, here with Eric, who you've all heard before, and Levi, which is probably a new voice for some of you. So uh, Levi, say what's up so they can get acquainted. How's it going, guys? Uh, my name's Levi, Levi Daniels. Uh, I've been doing CrossFit for quite a while, since 2003 or so. Um, it was introduced to me in um, special operations. I was going through the pipeline. We kind of grabbed onto it early, um, and they introduced it to us. And ever since then, I've ran with it. I never looked back. Um, so I did that starting 2003, and then I took it with me wherever I went. Um, I made a lot of good progress, but also a lot of big mistakes along the way. And those mistakes translated to injuries and, and um, getting setbacks and whatnot. But uh, I wish that I would have had a fast track to doing it the right way from the beginning because it, back then there was a lot of um, egregious mistakes that went on and the, and the execution of it just because people didn't know so much about it as they do now. So I think that there's a, a blessed opportunity here to actually learn it the right way, especially when you're going to a gym that knows what they're doing. Um, from, from special operations, I was also a combatant diver, which I, I also led um, as, a, as a cadre in the combatant dive school. And I was also a professional spear fisherman, which that had a lot of big carryover through everything that I've done. So I played, I've remained pretty physical throughout my entire um, adult life and it's played a critical role in everything that I've done so I feel like uh, I'm in a very good spot from all that that you know all the benefits that CrossFit has done for me to uh, sit here today and have some legs to stand up how long you been so for those listening I'm sure some of you have met Levi in class uh, either here or in Milford um, how long have you been coaching in in general, just for our members, if they haven't really got a background on it. Right. So I've been coaching since 2008, where I got my level one in 2008. And after that, I, I started coaching regularly from about 2009 on. Um, I was in Hawaii for to start off. And from Hawaii, I, I coached at a few gyms in there, CrossFit Oahu and CrossFit Kailua and then uh, CrossFit YPO and then I, I uh, made my own gym on the North Shore of Hawaii, where there was quite a, a, a humongous element of like, pro surfers and high-level jiu-jitsu and UFC fighters that w were a, a big demographic of my gym. Um, so there was it was a, a pretty good spot to test the waters with how it would translate over to even high levels of performance. And every single person that I saw do it had great takeaways from it. So since then, I've only grown more and more passionate about it and more convinced, however done right, is the asterisk that 
if you if you execute this in the right way, there's nothing more powerful as a program. Jeff, yeah, I think it's a uh, it's cool. So the kind of the synopsis behind us, you know, relaunching with this episode, we wanted to kind of all you know come to you, the listeners, with you know how we got here, our path, and like our coaching philosophy through. We've all come different paths, you know, specifically with like Levi's military background and Eric with the businesses and I'm coming from like a college sport background and we all kind of have this different uh, view on on maybe how to administer in the details. But at the core, we all very much believe in the methodology. And I think a lot of our episodes in the future are going to be piggybacking on, um, you know, why we believe in the methodology and how to best execute it so that you guys can maybe take something away from it in terms of uh, understanding what we do a little better. Yeah, I didn't even realize until now, but it is kind of like we have a background of like special operators and pro surfers and uh, mixed martial arts and then uh, sports background of college. And then I was like just personal training, you know, moms and just regular old, you know, average Joes out of like a plan of fitness and a goals gym. So it's kind of cool how we all yeah, have covering all the bases, the there, bases yeah. Yeah. and uh, and the methodology though can be applied to all of those. Oh yeah, absolutely. Those people. So. Yeah, I think that's the magic in a lot of ways. Of CrossFit is the applicability, regardless of uh, you know age or um, you know income bracket or even physical prowess. Right. And uh, I, just real quick for for uh, updates on you know Primal Athletics at large, we have gotten a third gym uh recently in pepperell pepperell mass which yeah. is uh recently dubbed crossfit pepperell again right yeah we just reaffiliated this week actually so back on the they were originally crossfit pepperell and then de-affiliated became bridge fitness and so now we're back to crossfit pepperell oh big news yeah, yeah big news new coaches new faces a lot of new members um so we figured it was fitting to you know kind of refocus the podcast as well and start giving you guys some content that hopefully is beneficial um you know to supplement not just your physical training but also give you some some cognitive stuff too uh so that that can kind of bring us to topic of the day and we've already somewhat delved into that but uh we're gonna do our best to kind of keep this you know open open conversation uh but today i guess for the the main thesis what we want to talk about is kind of our personal philosophies with with uh, fitness in general, you know, we're all CrossFit educated um, and certified and that's what we teach and that's what we live. But in the details, you know, maybe we all have slightly different views on things or maybe not. Um, so we'll kind of figure that out, uh, you know, person by person and I think it make for some, some meaty conversation. Yeah. I think we all are pretty similar on the philosophies, but maybe we approach it a little bit different in our, our, you know, approach to the athletes and how we coach them and stuff. So yeah, yeah, I know for sure. Like uh, Levi, in in particular, I've learned a lot, even in uh, you know the recent couple months watching you coach and just being in constant you know conversation regarding uh, what your approach is and what you prioritize for people. And uh, I know it's nice to have a a community of coaches who who are all willing to share. Yeah, absolutely. Their wisdom. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You want to maybe kick it off with you know what you kind of prioritize with yeah with coaching philosophy and fitness philosophy yeah of course um, well I think the meat and potatoes of CrossFit in general as, as well as what the philosophy is originally intended is that and I think it's overlooked sometimes is that 
you should establish pristine virtuosity of movement as by far your highest priority. And sometimes that's just said without actually being really applied. And I think the, the better we can get to the truest expression of that statement, the better off we'll be. And I don't think that it's any coincidence that you see the top of the food chain of any sport all applying that principle because they'll have longevity, they'll move with efficiency, um, they don't get hurt. So this is no different, especially when we're adding all these different elements of athletic prowess in there that it actually I think is even more exaggerated because there is an abundance of opportunity to either get really strong or get really strong but then really hurt. So I think if we want, if we take a step back and look at that as priority one, it's always going to be, I know we have on the workout sometimes we always see four time or four rounds or four weight. Really, the, the, I, in my eyes, it's always for quality. But those are, if your quality is high, those are your secondary objectives. And I feel like done that, with that done right, that there is, and it's not just feel that I, I've seen and I'm, I'm a testament to it, um, and I, all the athletes that I've ever seen do really well with it, that that's quality first is what allows them to achieve the, to the highest amount of, of potential they can. Um, and I think that it's well worth looking back and redialing in if, that, if somehow that, like we are lacked to do, we all slip off of that and start chasing weights or times or everything else before that. So that's my kind of outlook, and I suspect that it's very similar to everyone's here. Yeah, I see so. And it's, I think it's interesting that you've been around CrossFit for so long. Like I started following it in like 2007, and even at that point, yeah. it was it was still kind of the Wild West where, like, people were just, I don't care where right. my knees are necessarily as long as my hips are below my knees. Well, and back like, then, yeah, back then it was that there wasn't so much technique coaching out there. Right. It was still brand new, and it's it's astonishing. Just how much the uh, the uh, the movement in general has evolved in such a short amount of time. Right. Like when you look at, for example, the 2007 CrossFit Games, um, even the winner James Fitzgerald was an abomination of movement. Right. Um, at, and he was like, we could go to any random gym, and there'd likely be someone that could beat James right. Fitzgerald. And so it was it was always in the. Virtuosity was always like in the original methodologies. Of yeah, CrossFit, but of course, it, yeah. People were very like, I think they just got excited and were like, I want to push hard and yeah, I, that's the that's the priority. And that's 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 a human inclination too. So I, I've right. been there. I've yeah. I've been there plenty of times myself, where I didn't keep that at the forefront. But it wasn't because it was more so because, in my instance at least, in many of the instances that I saw, is that people were not exposed to it enough to recognize what virtuosity was versus mm -hmm. what is um, bad movement versus good movement is they just don't have the, they're not savvy enough to know. And that's where I think that another recipe for success with this stuff almost has to be, you, you have to go into a gym, you have to get taught. It's the same as if you were going to try and learn jujitsu on your own. You could get so far looking at YouTube videos and get so far learning gymnastics on your own. But in order to properly, truly learn it, that it's going to be an impossible thing to do on your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and not to extend this out too long, but it's also, it's, it's good to know 
um, that the gym that you go to knows what they're doing. That's why I think that this is this is a really blessed place to be because all the coaches here I found uh, really work hard to pound that point in. Yeah, and that's not always the case, but here it definitely is. Do you have any uh, listening to that? Do you have any maybe like offshoots or or slight variations on uh, you know that philosophy of coaching or or the methodology at large? You know, counterpoint to to Levi. Are you guys pretty congruent with that? No, I I definitely agree with that, <clears throat> and I I think like with me it comes from more of like a consistency or the the way that I came about believing that is kind of a, of a long-term consistency thing. So like my big thing is trying to get people to do this for the rest of their lives. And so, um, you know, you could burn out really quickly by just pushing hard every day, not worrying about yeah. technique and stuff. And so, um, you know, I also came from like a personal training background where it was always like very dialed into how you're moving and all that. Um, and so when I found, CrossFit, it was just, I was just assumed that's also the case. And then, you know, you see high level performers not moving well yeah. in the beginning, but now, right. now it's such a high level that everybody at the games is moving extremely yeah. well yeah. because eventually everybody comes to the conclusion right. that that's the most efficient and, and uh, safest way. And you, uh, and you won't be long in the, in this game unless you start heading that direction too. Mm. You just... Right aren't going to have the, the longevity to be able to sustain it. And that's why I feel like you hear people are like, CrossFit's dangerous. This is dangerous. Clean, Olympic lifting's dangerous. And my response to that is none of that stuff. None of this stuff is dangerous. Right. It's bad movement patterns that are dangerous. Right. And that's the slippery slope to avoid. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, keeping people consistently here and really changing their trajectory of their life and their health does require good quality movement and that's kind of that consistency piece is is the big part of yep. kind of where i come from and then also i think having fun is also a part of that so oh, like, yeah it has sure. to be yeah with my like you know kind of the from the beginning i wanted to create a place where people can come have fun and also work hard because you're not going to stick with anything if you don't right. like doing it yeah so, and that's where that magic of consistency comes in yeah and so trying, you know, in the programming, trying to come up with workouts that are, that you want, you look at and you want to do, at least most of the time. Yeah, you get eager be, to come in for you. Yeah. And so that's part of it. And then, um, you know, just meeting people where they're at. Like, I've, um, I think it's, it's important to, you know, if someone's coming in and they've been eating fast food their whole life and they've never worked out before, then you know, just baby steps. Yeah, as, digestible uh, changes. Yeah, yeah. so to get in the right direction. So those are kind of like my philosophies, I'd say, is like building consistency through, you know, moving well and having fun and then, um, you know, meeting people where they're at. Um, so whether you're a, you know, top collegiate athlete coming in here after your career um, or, you know, someone who's never worked out before, um, being able to meet them where they're at. Yeah, and that's like woven right into the the mission statement here with Primal Athletics. Like, you know, having that inclusive environment with you know qualified coaches, and then that last line in the mission statement having you thrive into your nineties. Right. right. This is like, yeah, it's cool to like hammer CrossFit for a year, but it's cooler to, to get the proper dose of fitness for yeah. sixty years right. or more. 
and that's yeah, the consistency because uh, I don't even think it's arguable that the biggest recipe for success is consistency, even more so than virtuosity. Yeah. Um, consistency is where virtuosity happens. Right. So I think that would be the single most important ingredient. Yeah. I, I like uh, with my phys ed background too, that's enough, like coming from, you know, m my journey. I was teaching phys ed beforehand, before CrossFit even start. Not before CrossFit started, but before it started in my life, you know. Yeah. And uh, a big part of that education was dealing with the the huge um, change in skill levels. You know, you have a class of kids and there might be kids who can't even pick up a ball and there might be kids who can throw an 80 mile an hour yeah. fastball and you got to figure out how to get them all engaged right. and, and teach them all. So I definitely feel that in the CrossFit space and with coaching, that's a huge part of finding success and helping athletes be successful. Um, and then even from a bigger perspective with me, I, I really do enjoy and I'm very conscious of what benefit to somebody's lifestyle and specifically their character fitness can have. Um, yes, it definitely improves health markers. Yes, it definitely makes them move better, longer, um, stay more functional longer. I also think the the undercurrent of all that is it gives them more, you know, more cognitive tools. It makes them more disciplined. Yeah. It gives them a calmer demeanor. It makes them uh, have more self-confidence. Yeah. Um, and I think those things are often overlooked, especially like CrossFit's, you know, unparalleled in that. You do something hard every single day and you do it with a community. There's there's no way that that's not beneficial to your character. Yeah. Well, in addition, um, in addition to the cognitive enhancement, um, I mean, I started off, of course, probably like a lot of people where I was just going in for like the physical benefits of it all. I had an addiction to being as strong and as fast and as, as fit as I could be. And that's, that's what I was going all in for. But as I got older, I had realized, look, this, this stuff has even more so than the physical benefits you get from it, which became more important for me is that it pales in, in comparison to the mental benefits you get. Like you'll have less anxiety. You'll have it's the most potent antidepressant on, on the face of the planet. Um, you'll think clearer. You'll you'll literally be smarter from this stuff. So for me, that even more so outweighed the physical benefits. Was just how mint, how much more mental clarity I had, and how like the mood enhancement that it has for me. But also developing the strength of character to go into challenging things and persevere despite the challenge. Yeah, I always, it's funny that the business is the same as the fitness, or, or I guess, but so like I would never have been as successful creating a gym if I wasn't working out consistently throughout this time. And right, like they're like parallel lines almost. Yeah. Yeah. It just reinforced all the hard work, the ethics type stuff that um, is needed to, to um, you know, run a business basically. So it's like a, in our coach's room back there. There's that old Glassman quote from way back when, and it, something to the effect of you know, uh, self development, industriousness, discipline are all best and easiest learned in a gym. Yeah, and it's it's just like a good. Maybe maybe not the easiest place because some days it is really difficult, but um, it's like a training ground for the rest of your life, you know. And, oh, yeah. and even if people aren't conscious of that, it doesn't negate the effects of it.
right? Yeah. <clears throat> and it is like in the long term, I think it is one of the easiest ways because like life will throw challenges at you and like you can choose your challenges or eventually it's going to hit you hard without your consent basically. Right. And, uh, and you know, I'm, there's a lot of quotes and I'm probably butchering, butchering that, but, um, I think choosing your heart every day is a lot easier than like letting Just yourself get go thrown and at then you. suddenly, yeah, you have diabetes or, you know, your character is not at all who you want to be. And, um, so yeah. I, think, I think you choose your heart basically. Yeah. Um, what was one more that I was going to say on that point, and it's kind of escaping me. Um, lost it. Well, when you're, when you're going in every day and you know that you're going to take yourself to a place of suffering, but yet you choose to, and you not only have the willpower to get in the car, you have the willpower to make it to the gym, you have the willpower to warm up knowing you're going to get into a pretty painful place. And that's, of course, I think that's going to translate over to things that are rather daunting in other parts of your life aren't going to be so because you're used to giving yourself sort of an environmental hermesis every single day mm -hmm. with giving yourself a, an enormous physical challenge and that so it becomes more second nature just to persevere through difficulties. And it came back to me and it's on par with what you're talking about. So um, we've talked about this in, in prior episodes, but the idea of GPP or general physical preparedness, like the whole CrossFit methodology is built to, to equip people with GPP. And I think you know, even a bigger version of that would be maybe saying like, instead of just general physical preparedness, it's like this general spiritual preparedness, right? Yeah. When you, when you're in that like hormetic effect every day and you, you do something challenging, you're going to be able to take on whatever is coming down the current for you. Um, and I think, you know, tying this back to just coaching philosophy, I try to fold that into lesson plans every day, even if it's subtle or, and even if it's, even if it's a couple seconds of, uh, you know, strategic talk with the class yep. um, or hey we're going to try to come off this rower and be composed when we walk to the bar something even yeah. as simple as that um, folding those ideas into a lesson plan and into classes regularly uh, to give people those tools even if they don't realize they're getting them yeah yeah I think um, that reminds me like if you go to like so many pillars of like success or fulfillment or whatever you want to call it, happiness, um, are like so many kind of pillars are here in a CrossFit gym. Like if you go to a, you know, life coach or holistic coach in, in some sort or a guru, whatever, um, they're going to tell you like you need spiritual health, community health, um, physical health and mental health. And so many of those things are addressed in a CrossFit yeah, gym. absolutely. Covers those bases well. Yeah, working out with people, the social environment, the, the like we were saying, the mental, and yeah. you can even. I mean, some people think of this as like a meditation. Where oh, you're yeah, that. for sure. I was about to say that. Yeah. yeah. So there is so many things that are covered with this, you know, and it can. I think there are also, you know, people or athletes that'll just get hung up on one thing, and it's just like athletic performance, and they let go some of the other areas of their life and then it you know spins out of control so i think that balance is super important um and so it can get out of whack in a in a crossfit gym for sure but um 
that's also really easy to get a nice balance. Yeah. Well, I, I've thought, um, and this is a cliche for a long time, but I think sometimes cliches ring really true, is that when it's all tied together, it's all physical, mental, and spiritual. Uh, you can't have one without the other. If your body's wrecked and you're on the top, you're not going to be at the top of your game, mental and, fit and spiritually, and then the, and vice versa. Um, like when, when I come in here and when you said that some people think of this like a meditation, I absolutely agree because I think really what meditation is for me is anything that puts me into the present. Mm -hmm. any, any activity, whether that's if I'm skydiving um, and about to jump out the plane, there's no thoughts of what I'm going to do tomorrow. Right. There's no thoughts of what, like what I did yesterday. The only thoughts in my head are about what's going on right there, right now. Same thing if I'm in the middle of a heavy set of five squats. There's absolutely no nonsense in my head except for exactly what my body's doing, exactly like where my knees are, where my, where my chest is, what kind of um, abdominal pressure I have. Everything is zapped right into that moment. And I think that we're all just chasing that sense of presence that seems like it's so effortless to get here in a gym like this. Right. And the difficulty for me, I think that's a hack into the deepest forms of meditation. The difficulty for me is stillness. But this is, I think, an excellent training ground to get to a place of stillness and still have that sense of presence. Yeah. It's the easiest meditation I can think of. Yeah, that's and true. And it's fun. Yeah. yeah. So you do it repeatedly. That's back to the consistency thing. Yeah. Find a way to get there every day, you know. Right. Yeah, we had a, a member who was big into meditation. He sent me like a couple like guided meditation yeah. um, audio things. And I, it just never grasped me because I couldn't get in that presence right. like you were saying. And uh, like I would be thinking about, you know, oh, this person's voice is weird. Or, right. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Do it tomorrow. <laughs> and, like, whereas, yeah, if I'm like you know, squatting or doing a tough workout. That's all right. None, none of those thoughts that. are there. Yeah. That's when I, and I think anyone that's doing it right, like you're not going to see people holding conversations as they're doing a set of 20 squats. Right. They're, they're going to be only in that moment. Nothing else matters. Right. Sometimes you'll see people that aren't doing it right. That are talking to their friend beside them. And to me, that's like, that's unbelievable. <laughs> like, how, how is this even happening? Harris. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Well, I think we can kind of wrap it up there as a, at least as a first return episode and uh, just to give you guys all a taste of, you know, kind of how, how we're going to try to make these conversations flow and we're going to be bringing all different types of topics regarding performance and nutrition and sleep, um, you know, how to supplement different exercises and different programs into CrossFit. Uh, if, if there's anything also that you guys want to hear, the listeners um, in particular, I know somebody's asked about the breathing protocol that we just did a seminar with Levi, and I've had two people ask it about a podcast specific for that. Yeah. Um, so we'll do something on that, the breathing seminar. Um, but yeah, keep your eyes and ears out. And uh, if you like this episode, please feel free to share um, the content. It will be up in video format on YouTube and also uh, in audio format on all your major streaming platforms. Um, so once again, Primal Athletics Radio, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time around. All right.